Hi everyone, welcome to Collab Gab. This is a podcast all about music collaborations you love to remember and those you hope to hear. I'm AC and I'm back after a little hiatus in episodes. I missed being here and I'm definitely thrilled to be recording again. It's such a crazy time right now in the world and because talking about music is my outlet, I thought what a better time to start recording again. So today, my guest is fellow R&B enthusiast and also somebody who's passionate about one of my all-time favorite artists. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Aim. Thanks for having me on the podcast, and I could be your podcast back into uh, music after a hiatus. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so excited today to talk about what we're about to talk about. So just because I have to say it, we were actually doubles partners on the tennis courts in high school and did we take it seriously no I don't think so (laughs) sometimes we did but I will say sometimes we would make friends with the other team's doubles partners but we did have a competitive streak sometimes my competitive streak really struck when I was in college in tennis but yeah I can't say I made it that far I was so proud of you Thanks, you. Oh, thank you. I did bring some good snacks a couple times. So I like to ask my guest first off what their first concert was. It's always really entertaining for me to hear just because I've been to a lot of concerts and I love to hear about everybody else's introduction into live music and what your experience was like. What was it? My first concert was the KZVP, which is now 1047. It was their summer concert, and I remember seeing Vitamin C, um, Enrique Iglesias, Destiny's Child. I know there were other people there, but I only remember those three because I have a picture with them. That's terrific. I would really like to see that picture. I don't think I ever have. I'll have to find it. It's probably out there on Facebook. And our... Sixth grade. Is this with all original four members of Destiny's Child? There were only three people in the picture. Okay, well, that answers our question then. I, I guess they had already eliminated that fourth person. Yeah, we'll have to look at the picture to see who it was. I can't wait. Well, I, well we know that Beyonce is in there for sure. We know, yes, I can recognize her. She's the OG. She's the queen. She is the queen. She's Queen B. That's a great first concert because I feel like you got a taste of multiple artists, which is kind of the best way to see a concert in general. And now there's so many music festivals and, and lots of different opportunities for you to see people, not just because there's an opening act, but because they'll have a plethora of artists coming on stage if you're going somewhere like, of course, Coachella and, and some of those typical festivals. But there's other events, too, that they do now. I know there's some locally here in Arizona that feature a lot of different artists. So that's very cool. You were kind of ahead of the time. Yes, because I'll never go to Coachella. So. <laughs> I think we're I think we're past that point. Let's talk about what past collaborations have inspired you. Basically, tell us what we're going to talk about today. I'm so excited. I'm jazzed. What past collaboration do you want to talk about today and what what has inspired you? Well, we're talking about today and who got me really excited was Usher. Um, and I would say past collab would be him and Alicia Keys. Oh, yes. Okay, tell me about which song. It would be My Boo. Okay, well, that is a classic. I just love it. He he doesn't have many songs with many people from the first album, so that's why I really enjoyed um, that song. But I think him singing with any female is good. I agree with you, which will lead us to our overall discussion today. But 
I agree. I think there's so many collaborations that Usher has had that somebody could sit here and listen to, let's say they they put on their Alexa and they say, Alexa, play Usher songs. You'll remember songs from the past 15, 15 to 20 years that have made a difference in all of our lives and have been extremely generational and they're timeless. There's, and I'll talk about his albums in a minute, but it really kind of walks you through, at least for us, it kind of walks us through our teen years, our college years and post-college years because he's been there for most of our life. So yeah, definitely. This is what I was referring to earlier when I said you were passionate about one of my favorite artists. Usher, to me, is delightful. He's smooth. He has the right vibe. And he can set a party off right or mellow the mood. So there's there's kind of opposite ends of the spectrum of what you can listen to when it comes to Usher. You've got the song, Yeah, that is played at pretty much every party you've ever been to. Or you can listen to the song Nice and Slow and really set the tone for, you know. So... <laughs> What are your top five favorite Usher songs of all time? I'm going to go from five to one. So my fifth favorite Usher song is I Don't Mind, which is one of his last couple of years. Okay, and we're going to talk about that in depth in a minute. Um, My fourth favorite Usher song would be Nice and Slow, because who doesn't love that song? Yes, of course. Number three, You Remind Me. Okay. Number two, Caught Up. And then... Here's my number one Usher song is Confessions Part 2. It's the best. It's my go-to karaoke song, one of them. I absolutely love it. What are your favorite Usher songs? So my top five, starting with number one, or should I start with number five? Mix it up. Okay, my, okay, we'll start with number five because we always have to work our way to the best. Okay, number five is You Got It Bad. Number four is Burn. Number three is Nice and Slow. Number two is Confessions Part Two. And number one is my second all-time favorite song in general, Lovers and Friends. And I, you know what? I'm going to add a sixth in there, Love in This Club. So we all know the song Love in This Club. But he did a, a remix of it with Beyonce, and it is terrific. I actually listened to it today for the first time in a while, and I forgot how good it is. I mean, the, the original one is great. But then once we add Beyonce in it, she just adds an element of fire to it. So I ha- I'm sorry. I think I have to have six. I'm going to have to add that to my list. Okay. <laughs> he did a special collaboration just with her. Yeah. you ha- Have you heard that? No, I'm going to have to. Oh, my. Okay, we're going, after we um, are done talking today, we are going to listen to it together. I'm going to put it on. Okay, moving on. To me, Usher is probably one of the first, I'd say the first contemporary artist that I can remember listening to as a really young child. It sounds crazy, but he's been around, like I said, a lot of our youth and adulthood. So there was an R&B and hip-hop station here in the Valley that played more um, along the lines of suggestive music during that time period. It was the 90s. I was six or seven, and I listened to that station. I really wasn't supposed to, but I remember sitting at my desk, looking out the window, and listening to Power. You remember Power? But not the current one. It was on a different station. 92.3. Yep. (laughs) Yes, and I would listen to it, and I wasn't supposed to because it had some really 
bad lyrics on there in the songs and especially for that time so anyways I would listen to it and I remember Usher being one of the first artists that I heard on that station and I remember hearing you make me wanna my way and loving him ever since then and I I would say he's one of those artists that I can remember loving as long as as I can so it was like 23 years ago which is really hard to believe. I mean, it's crazy to think that when his first, you know, not even his first albums, his album we can remember most were when we were seven, eight, nine years old. I know. And that we listened to him. Our parents probably didn't know about it. I know. I think Usher was okay because he had, there were some R&B artists from, from years before that that had some, I'd say, suggestive lyrics for that age range, but he was fine. It was some of the other artists on that station that now I look back and think, okay, maybe I shouldn't have been listening to that, but it shaped my music taste, so I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to provide just a quick background update on Usher and how he started to where he is today because I'm not sure a lot of people know some of the details. So his name is actually Usher Terry Raymond IV, and he was born in 1978, and he was actually born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You always hear him refer to Atlanta. What's the connection? Do you Have you ever known that he lived somewhere else besides Atlanta? I actually did know that he lived in Tennessee, um, only because of my husband being from Tennessee. Yes, okay. Yeah, and he probably knows, just because he's from there, he knows some of the artists. Like, of course, we all know the famous people that are from Arizona because we have a handful, and it's very exciting. He moved, he actually moved to Atlanta when he was really young with his mom and brother, and then at six, he's sang in his church choir and was also later a little bit later on the show star search which i did know that and if people are listening to this and they don't know what star search is basically it was the original american idol that led him to receive a recording contract with LaFace records after that he didn't have there wasn't that much time between being on star search getting a, a record contract and then really scoring his first album so you know what was interesting to me I recently saw that he actually, people consider him to be in different music genres. So over the years, he's moved from R&B to blues to pop, back to R&B. And I thought that was really interesting because if you think about where his music career has gone over time, there's, it, it, it kind of explains that. Like I was saying, there's yeah, then there's nice and slow and everything in between. Yeah, he definitely, I mean, if you think about all of his songs, each one of them is so different and I think they all symbolize a different point in his life. I agree with you on that. If you were to ever kind of read about some of the stuff that he's been through on a personal level in the last however many years with his, his kids and, and just some personal stuff, it kind of makes sense. I'm sure that he takes his music on the journey of his life too and from the confessions album whether some of that was related to his personal life or not I mean that album in itself it tells a story it absolutely does yeah especially when I mean some of the songs are like actual they're fictitious but phone conversations that he's having that's the song I would recite those songs over and over and over again yeah it's oh I still do too that is I will tell you that is in my top three and a half favorite albums of all time. And I could probably guess what some of your other ones are, but okay, go for it. I am going to say "In Sync, No Strings Attached." Number one. <laughs> Quite proud of myself, actually, for that. But 
so proud of you too. Um, I'm definitely gonna say I I don't know which Justin Timberlake album, but um, probably one of his albums, like his earlier ones. Correct. That's why I said half because it's actually a double album. It's like part one and part two of the 2020 experience. So we're gonna say that's one and a half. And then I don't know the third. I would guess maybe Beyonce or Taylor Swift. No, Confessions by Usher. Oh wow here we are and that's why we're doing and that <laughs> there we go in 1994 he had this his self-titled album usher and then followed it a few years later with the album my way with the song on it called my way a very classic song of ushers and really the first song that you get to know him by so if you know him you know my way and I can think of three timeless hits from that album that are extremely relevant today anytime they come on Everybody knows them. My Way, You Make Me Wanna. Oh, and there's actually four. My Way, You Make Me Wanna, Slow Jam, and Nice and Slow. They're all classics. They're phenomenal. And you know what I'm going to lead to when I talk about You Make Me Wanna. It's something that came out this year. What's that? That's his new song. One of his new songs this year. So we're going to, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Basically, he came out with a song this year, and it has the track in the background of You Make Me Wanna. I love that. Yeah. So it's fantastic. So we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. Usher has done some acting in his day too. And from a TV perspective, he's best known now probably for being on The Voice in 2004 and 2006 as a judge. But he has an earlier acting career too. Do you watch The Voice? I haven't really gotten into it. I'm right there with you. And it's not because it's, it's not a good show. It's a great show. I think I was just a little bit burnt out from American Idol. And so I never really got into The Voice. I know it's not the same show. I just didn't and so I kind of wish that I did and I especially wish I watched it when he was on and I'm sorry I didn't but I tuned in a couple times quickly and it seemed like he fit in well with them and I feel like he could have added an element of of course expertise in the R&B world who wouldn't want to be on his team if I was on the voice not sure why I would be because my voice is not worthy of it um but I like to think it is, but it's not. If I was on The Voice, I and Usher was a judge, I would lose my mind. <laughs> I would. I don't think I would be able to do anything. I'd just be so excited. No, I just stare at the back of his chair the whole time. <laughs> Where's that gonna get me? So at this point, I I don't have a good voice, and now I'm just staring at Usher's the back of Usher's chair. Okay, moving on. Remember when? Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but I was a very big Moesha fan, and Usher was actually at one point he was on and off again character and on and off again character on Moesha and you know what's really just a side note you know what really irks me I cannot find Moesha anywhere to watch there is no platform that I can find so if somebody is listening to this and you know where I can watch Moesha please direct message me on Instagram at collabgab thank you I appreciate that because I have recently been looking to watch Moesha again it's a great series Okay. The two times, um, have you ever seen Usher live? Remind me. In Vegas. Oh, when was that? It was like probably like five years ago. Okay, so that would have been when he did. No, he did all of his old stuff. <gasps> was he? Why was he? Was it just a random concert, or was he doing a residency? He was. It was just a random concert. I went with my roommate Shay, and her parents like flew in from Portland, and we all went to the concert. It was amazing it was at the mgm so it was a really really small like intimate venue it was incredible well that's worth a flight from portland that's worth a flight from i don't know where 
<laughs> That's terrific. The two times that I saw Usher live were with my friend Mallory. You know Mallory. And he actually has always been our favorite too because we saw him in what my opinion was the best era, which was Confessions. So we saw him during that concert, that tour. And that album was gold. So the concert was as well. And then we also saw him another time too. And that was, I want to say that was probably like seven years later. So there was quite a gap in there and he had had a couple albums. Again, nothing is quite like Confessions. He's had some amazing albums before and since then, but nothing is quite like that. It's just, I'm telling you, it's gold. Before Confessions was 8701 and there's quite a few singles from this album that you can't help but smile when you think of them. You remind me, you don't have to call and you got it bad. Remind me of a middle school dance, which could be a bad thing, <laughs> but. Reminds me of a middle school dance. What? Yo, what's love got to do with it? Was it? That was one of my first memories of you, was when you were so sad that you missed that song. I remember where I was standing in middle school when I missed that song. It was the picture, like, which was like the picture part of the dance, which was outside the dance. Uh-huh. I was outside. Oh, my gosh. The fact that we both remember this is terrific. Yep. I ran into the room, into the cafeteria, wherever it was. My first memory of you, and I was like, wow, I got to be this girl's friend. My first memory of you was a middle school picture. I have no idea why, but it was you giving me, like, your middle school picture, and I think I might still have it. Probably because I really wanted to be your friend, and I was like, here's a photo of me. Well, the weird thing is we kind of looked like each other. We had the same haircut and the same shirt on in both of our pictures. <laughs> and here we are now. And here we are now. Lots, lots of good times. Okay. We're just going to quickly talk about confessions one more time because I just want to ask you, what is one word that you would use to describe the confessions album? I think you kind of said it, gold. Gold. There, I don't think there's any other words to describe it. I think you're absolutely correct. It came out in 2004. It was a very lengthy album. I mean, like I said, it really told a story. It got down and dirty, and there is a lot that we may not have needed to know, but we found out. So whether or not some of that was true, we now know what was going on. But it was a lengthy album in a good way because there weren't many songs on that album where I felt like, eh, we could do without this. I'm telling you, Mallory and I would sit in her car and listen to this album and recite it over and over again. We thought we thought it was hilarious. We thought it was great. We thought it was classic. We thought it was sad. It was just, it took us on a roller coaster. But it was a good roller coaster because it was very fun to sing. In fact, I kind of want to get up and go play it right now and come back because I just, I love it so much. I see, I think you're dancing to it in your head. I see that. <laughs> Which song are you dancing to? Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard one not to dance to. Exactly. Confessions was Usher's first number one U.S. album and had the highest first week of sales for an R&B artist, selling 1.1 million copies. Go, Usher. That is, that's remarkable. I'm very Doesn't proud surprise. of him. Doesn't surprise me at all. I think I bought the 1.1 million copies. I loved it so much. <laughs> Name a song from this album that has and will always get a dance floor going, and it can't be yeah. I would say Confessions Part 2. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
that was a uh, I think one of the one of two usher songs I played at our that we played at our wedding so oh that's so good it's just so fun to sing to I have multiple videos of me singing karaoke to that and they're <sighs> horrible I bet that they're really good and I'd really like to see them you know what though it's true because whether you're at a bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah a club someone's wedding these are the songs that bring people together. Yeah, they get, the, they get people wanting to dance and, you know, have a good time. Well, and with the, with the pandemic that's going on in the world right now and kind of the crisis mode that everybody's in, I bet you if everybody just put this on simultaneously and walked out their front door, people would be having a smile on their face. I, I think we should try it too. It would really bring some light to the situation. I'm totally serious. Too bad we don't live by each other. We might be the only ones participating, but it'd still be fun. Okay, real quick, I just want to mention Confessions had four number one songs, Yeah, Burn, Confessions Part 2, and My Boo. This album is so memorable and significant in a lot of people's lives, and this is really cool, but it received a diamond certification from the Recording Industry Association of America. And this association actually awards a specific certification. They base this on the total number of albums and singles sold. And the Diamond Award only started in 1999 and is for albums that have sold over 10 million units. I had no idea. Yeah. So that's really cool. Let me ask you this. What is your favorite Usher album? I know what you're going to say. So I probably should ask you, what is your favorite Usher album besides Confessions? You're, you're really going to throw me for a curveball. So yes, Confessions would 100% be my favorite. Um, I would say then, secondly, um, E701. He, he was really in the, in the favor of all of his songs as opposed to writing Y-O-U. He just put U. The letter U. I know. Like U-turn? Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> it's funny you say that because I've noticed that. You know why? My mind is blown. You know why? Probably because his name is Usher. We just solved the puzzle. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you disagree with us, let us know. We want to hear why. <laughs> After Confessions, it was really hard to hear anything other than that album, honestly, because it was so impactful in my life and I think for others too. But 8701 was my other favorite as well. It just doesn't compare as much to the albums post confessions I like those albums but I felt like 8701 was a better compilation of hits for me I remember them more exactly but he was successful in producing additional albums after such as here I stand in 2008 love in this club was on that Raymond versus Raymond in 2010 oh my god Hey Daddy, and There Goes My Baby was on that. I will say Raymond versus Raymond might be a tie with 8701 because those songs get a dance floor going. I mean, people rip up the dance floor to those songs. So, well, oh my God, and Hey Daddy especially. Mm. They are, they're great. They are phenomenal. They're so much fun. The Raymond versus Raymond album was actually made platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. So that's something to be proud of. And then he released another album in the same year called Verses. And you'll recognize the song DJ God Has Fallen In Love on that. I like that song, but I like the others more. Absolutely. Looking For Myself was his seventh album released in 2012 and actually was his fourth number one album in the U.S. Two songs from that were Climax and Scream. Those were the two singles that you might recognize. And then after that, in 2016, was Hard to Love, which you might recognize the song No Limit. In fact, I listened to it today. 
And then in 2018, he released his first collaborative album, A, with a record producer named Zaytoven. I had no idea. I actually have not heard that album in its entirety. So I will need to listen to that because it's, it's a collaborative album. So I feel like that's something that I really need to listen to. And then I'm going to have to talk about it. Do you feel like last year, I would say like 2017 to 2000 to this year or end of 2019, I feel like Usher just kind of, I don't want to say fell off the face of the earth, but you just didn't hear about him really. He was quieter than normal. You didn't hear a lot from him. He wasn't as mainstream. Yeah, I I feel like he was probably getting ready to work on some of his newer song stuff, but I didn't really hear much about him. Me either. And it's funny because the last couple of years I have been I'd say every six months I go on Google and I type in Usher Usher album or Usher tour I just want to see what comes up I just want to play with it a little bit so when the Google when Google doesn't tell me crap then I'm sad because I want him to make an album or go on tour well at the end of 2019 he surprised us he came out with song that I absolutely love with LMA. You know who LMA was? Okay, so I didn't until recently either. Last year, I had the privilege of getting Sirius XM. It is a blessing, let me tell you. Do you have it? Well, I used to have I had it when I bought my car when we moved back, but now I don't have it, and I just listen to country all day. Okay, well, that's great too have a bit of a variety but there's a station on there he plays r&b songs that honestly like i wouldn't have probably heard a lot of them unless i listened to that station so anyways they were playing a couple of lma songs throughout the year and so when he finally came out with this song at the end of 2019 called don't waste my time i thought oh i recognize her name from a couple of other songs she's really young she's only 25 and she's an english singer and songwriter with a rather recent career like i said and you hadn't really heard of her that much so she actually began her i guess career at the british and irish modern music institute in london in 2014 which wasn't that long ago then she auditioned as part of a trio on the x factor i didn't either So I think a lot of shows like that really help people rise to their fame and get their career going. Sometimes they don't take off, sometimes they do. And I feel like she was so fortunate to be able to work with Usher because he's such a big name. And look at at him as a mentor too, not even being on The Voice, but with like with Justin Bieber, for example. He's really good. He's a good coach. Yeah, I agree. Those people didn't just stare at the back of his chair. They really took him for, for a good mentor and a good coach. That's why they actually have a music career. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. I love talking about it. So in 2015, she uploaded a four. This is really cool for her. She uploaded a four-track solo EP of originals to SoundCloud titled Trouble and was discovered on social media by an American record producer, Mustard. And signed with his record label, 10 Summers Records. She put it out there. She got discovered. And it worked out for her. And then in 2016, 17, and 18, she had some more EPs on the label. Then she released a self-titled album. And that's where the song Boot Up and Trip, and you might know if you hear them, that's the songs that I recognized from earlier last year. And I've listened to them over and over, and I love them. And I really like her as an artist, and I can't wait to hear more from her. So if you have a chance, you have to listen to Boot Up and Trip because I love them. But as somebody who 
strongly loves R&B. They were a perfect addition to 2019 from a music perspective. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta listen to them. I'm gonna have to add them to my list. Yes, add them to your list. Um, and then we'll talk about another one too that he came out with. I cannot wait to hear more from her. And then I saw a comment from Usher in a Billboard article where he actually thought that the song that they made together, Don't Waste My Time, had a similar sound to a track on Michael Jackson's Thriller album that featured Paul McCartney. So that's a song I'm going to have to listen to because I want to see what the comparison is that he's referring to. Listen to it to compare and think about that album in my head as I'm listening to it. Me too, and see what he what he means by that. For some of the interviews that I've read, it sounds like an album from... Usher might be forthcoming, which is really cool. And I'm curious to know what other artists he'll collaborate with on this album. Who would you like to see him collaborate with? I think a curveball, but someone who I think that he collaborate with is Lizzo. Please, that would be fantastic. You know what's funny? I think that has come up multiple times on this podcast, not between us, just my podcast episodes. Everybody wants to see Lizzo collaborate with someone that they love. So talented and hilarious and her her songs are so catchy they're so catchy they are and there's a reason why she's so she's so popular and why she quickly became popular I think a lot of people have respect for her as an artist and also as a person she's not afraid to be who she is and I think that's important especially nowadays I would love to see her be on that album I wouldn't be surprised if she was (laughs) (laughs) next this year from Usher we have another duet that I Love and it's called Come Through, which was produced by London on the track and samples Usher's 1997 song, You Make Me Wanna. Wish I could play it on here. I wish I could play a clip of it, but there's copyright, so I can't necessarily do that. But anybody who's listening to this, listen to the song You Make Me Wanna by Usher. And then after that, listen to the song Come Through by Usher and Summer Walker because. This song is an amazing representation of the song You Make Me Wanna. For somebody that listened to that throughout their childhood and throughout their teenage years, it was almost like main songs on every playlist. I feel like having a new rendition of this song exactly what we needed this year. And to have good music is so important, especially for me right now. So to have these songs have made a huge difference for me. Are there any songs, other than Usher, just take, making a side note, are there any other songs from this year, whether it's country or whatever genre it is, is there anything that's kind of helped you a positive during this crazy time? Um, Stand and Chase Speechless. Oh, it's the best. Oh, it just gets me every time. I've been really into Old Dominion. We've been around for a while, but any just country songs. I think country just, it makes me happy. It reminds me of summertime. It reminds me of summertime. Concerts outside. It's kind of like what I was referring to before with Usher and the Confessions album. Most country songs tell a story. Very literally. Very literally. Depending on what the song is, but like Speechless, for example, it's so heartwarming. It makes you so happy. Yeah, that's a really good one. Okay, I think I'm going to listen to that tomorrow while I'm making breakfast. Back to what I was talking about before, real quick, I just wanted to touch on Summer Walker. So the song Come Through with Usher, Summer Walker and Usher. Summer Walker is an up-and-coming artist. I really like her. I just wanted to talk about this really quick because she actually won the Soul Train Music Award for Best New Artist. 
and was scheduled to perform at Coachella this year. Since that was postponed, I wonder if she'll even continue to be on the performers list. I wonder if the performers list is going to change depending on what happens with that. I feel like it has to. I do too. I, I just, I hope that she sticks with it just as being a new artist and having that experience for her, I think was so important. So I'm hoping she can still perform and everybody else because people are looking forward to it. So let's touch on what else Usher has been up to. I just want to talk about these different items real quick. So he has his charity, New Look Foundation, started in 1999, and he provides funding for children in foster care and service programs. He also facilitates conferences and camps for at-risk youth. And then I cannot fail to mention his business endeavors. I actually didn't know this, which I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but do you know what some of the businesses that he owns? I, I have no idea. Okay, I'm blown away. I am, I'm embarrassed I didn't know this, and I'm a big Usher fan. U.S. Records, record label, men's cologne line, and he is the co-owner of Cavaliers. Okay, I've, I don't watch basketball enough to even see him at a game or what I watch the Cleveland Cavaliers, but... Okay, wait. But I do. Top of it, I'm an Usher fan. And this information is not coming to the top of my mind. So I'm just, I'm very confused that I didn't remember that. But I'm also excited because that's great. Moving on to our final topic of the day. If you could have gone to see a concert this year, who would you have liked to see? And hopefully if it's somebody that you are planning to see, you can still see them. Okay, that's funny. Have tickets? No. Okay. Well, that's good because he just I just saw that he canceled dates for the year. So hopefully if he reschedules, we'll be able to get tickets. Have you seen him live? Uh, yes. My old roommate Shay and I went um, a couple years ago for my birthday. We saw the Sorry Tour. It was a great concert. So much fun. That album, the Purpose album, is the – okay, I'm sorry. I would say that's in my top 10 favorite albums of all time. Do you know what else is in my top 10 favorite albums of all time? Jason Mraz, Waiting for My Rocket to Come. I can't say the same, but I'm glad that it's in your top 10. That's okay. So is the Jack Johnson album that is the Yellow album. It's not called that. It's just a Yellow album. <laughs> I just can picture it. It's kind of one of those ones that has like the cool material and it folds open. I think it has a palm tree too. Yeah, some kind of tree that has banana pancakes on it and I love it. Okay, this is a good segue into my last question so let's talk about a future collaboration that you would like to see tell me if you could pick any artist to create a song who would you select what would that song be like that's a really good question i mean i think because we had talked about it er earlier i think lizzo she could truly do a song with anyone i would love to see her do a song with justin timberlake i would see her do a song with um, justin bieber i think that it would just be fun catchy song on the radio so Lizzo and Justin are definitely working on something together. They were in the studio together. So that's forthcoming. But I think Lizzo, and this is a common theme, I think Lizzo with a lot of artists will be something that people want to see. And I think it's coming. I think she's, I'm guessing she's getting a lot of requests from people to work with her, which is amazing for her. It's absolutely incredible to see that so many people want to work with her. If I have a voice, I would want to work with her, but I don't have a good voice, so... Well, that's okay. We're just talking about music, and that's what we're doing. Okay, let me ask you this last question. Sorry, this is for real, my last question. What do you think the studio session would be like if Dan and Shay and Lizzo were recording together? I think it would just be lots of laughter, and 
She would try some like countryness. They would try like some hip hop and stuff. Rapping, they could probably figure out they're very good at all types of music. I agree. Who else I could see her doing a funky collaboration with? Zach Brown Band. Really good. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. And also I feel like they pick up on each other's vibes really well. Zach Brown Band in concert is phenomenal. You've got to go. It's a show. Like it's not just them on stage. They put a whole show together. It, they are so terrific and talented. They definitely are very talented. They're amazing. Yeah, next time next time they come, when tours are back up and running, you've got to go see them for sure. And I guess we got we need to go see Lizzo. She was just here and I, I couldn't go and she was at a small theater. So I bet you next time she goes on tour, it's going to be a big one. We'll have to buy tickets. Oh my gosh, that's going to be a hot ticket. Okay, well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being on the show. I loved it so much. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Talk to you soon.